Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand. But we're not that much in demand here on Blaze TV. This is The Steve Dace Show. That would be me, Todd Erzin is here, as well as Aaron McIntyre. Our friend Julie Kelly from American Greatness will be joining us here in a moment or a few uh, for the Dace Group Roundtable. Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the program. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. That's D-E-A-C-E. And if you prefer the non-censoring social media platforms, look for Steve Dace on Parler, MeWe, and Gab. If you like censored clips of the show or likely soon to be taken down clips of the show, uh, which will be taken down often before you can watch them, go to YouTube.com slash Steve Days, play the game. Yeah, uh, you know I like to play the parking lot game. It annoys my wife. Can I get the best spot in the lot? She hates when I just drive around. You know me, I got to compete at everything, right? You can play the YouTube game. Can you watch that clip before they take it down? Make it make it a fun game, right? Can you can you get to it before it's gone? At YouTube.com/slash Steve Days, or if you're like I just want to watch the clip uncensored, go to Rumble.com/slash Steve Days Show. Uh, Wall Street Journal's bestseller list is out for this week. We are in the top ten. We were number one last week. We remain in the top ten again this week uh, with Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat. In American history, and, and we are sure the endorsement uh, from our friend Julie Kelly that'll be joining us on the Days Group was a big reason why we have remained in the top 10 of the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. In fact, we're going to have a column, you and I will, uh, placed at American Greatness, I believe, this weekend, talking about Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who on an MSNBC last night and said we were right about everything. Yep. She said, hey, I did everything they told me to do, and we still suck at this. Move right? over, Naomi Wolf. Speaking of strange bedfellows. Yes, yes. Who knew Gretchen Whitmer would be uh, a de facto endorser of this book? But, hey, have you watched Jim Jordan uh, grill Anthony Fauci yesterday and get him to admit he has no idea when it's low enough, no idea when it's a win? Couldn't tell you when we're done with this. Has no clue. No, no marker whatsoever defined for when the pandemic is over. It's actually over now. But uh, when he thinks that it is over. It's clear that if there is anybody in, in America that more needs to read this book, it's, it's nobody more so than Anthony Fauci. Now, we, we urged and encouraged you yesterday, and boy, have you come through. I, I must have gotten at least 50 emails from people. Uh, you guys are like, shout your, shout your book purchase. <laughs> I mean, you guys are sending me you know, photos of the receipts. So if you, I mean, it would just be a shame. It would be a shame if next week at some time, Amazon arrival after Amazon arrival after Amazon arrival uh, just showed up at Anthony Fauci's uh, office, uh, shall we say a second wave of sales that he uh, that he has sparked with the book that he has, of course, uh, inspired. So if you also would like to send a commemorative copy, just thanking him 
for inspiring a best-selling book. Yet another in his long line of pop culture accomplishments here in the past year. By all means, uh, here's where you can send. You can go to Amazon.com. You can send it to any address you want. But you can send it to Dr. Anthony Fauci, N-I-A-I-D. That's the abbreviation for his office. N-I-A-I-D. Office of Communications and Government Relations. 5601 Fisher Lane. Somebody sent me an email yesterday. So we should, this could be like Miracle on Fisher Lane, like on Miracle on 34th Street when all the Santa Claus letters show up at the end. All right. So 5601 Fisher Lane, put the address back up there, please, Aaron. Thank you. MSC 9806, MSC 9806, Bethesda, Maryland, MD. 20892-9806. Best it'll be far better than sending 15 bucks to some hackneyed Republican to not do a damn thing and some uh fundraising email that'll show up in your in your inbox. All right. Again, Dr. Anthony Fauci, N-I-A-I-D, Office of Communications and Government Relations, 5601 Fisher Lane, MSC 9806, Bethesda, Maryland, 20892 06. I think his efforts are worth at least the $15.99 uh, that the, the paperback for Fauci and bargain cost. It's just to send him a little token of gratitude, ping him a little bit. It's clear, when, given all the time he spends in media, he's got some free time. He could maybe do and, and use some additional study, perhaps. And we bring the receipts and all the factoids and footnotes necessary for him to do so. And now it is time for the day script. Brought to you by our friends over at Home Title Lock. You know, we've been warning you about home title theft. This is where cyber thieves remove you from your home's title and they become the new owner. Well, that's why you better get Home Title Lock because it could be coming to you, uh, especially if you're on Facebook. They just had a big data breach there. Facebook had over 500 million accounts. That's a lot. uh, Exposed to cyber thieves. And according to a retired FBI cyber crime expert, everything thieves need to take over as the new owner of your home was leaked. Name, address personal information it's all out there now Uh, the thieves will forge your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home to them and then they'll leave you all the debt maybe even a foreclosure or eviction so do what we did at our house and protect your home's title with home title lock and you can go to hometitlelock.com register your address to see if you've already been a victim and didn't know and then while you're there sign up for 30 free days of protection during this high risk breach about 80 percent of americans have a Facebook account. So that's a high risk breach. Again, 30 free days of protection at Home Title Lock, and it's free. 30 free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com if you use the promo code radio at HomeTitleLock.com. Let's get to issue one of the weekly look that, of, the, of the week that was with Bleep Lord Nefarious says. Precipitously withdrawing U.S. forces from Afghanistan is a grave mistake. It is a retreat in the face of an enemy that has not yet been vanquished, an abdication of American leadership. Some people will say we're packing the court. We're not packing it. We're unpacking it. To me, uh, this is about the future of our party. Are we going to be a narrow party? 
uh, that expresses ourselves in intolerant ways? Or are we going to uh, be a broad-based party that shows conservative principles, but also compassion in dealing with some of the most difficult issues that parents face, that individuals face. To acknowledge on the international stage that I have personally experienced one of America's greatest imperfections. I've seen for myself how the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles. Talk about equity, if I may interrupt. Mm -hmm. How is it equity, how is it fighting systemic racism when abortion, we well know, disproportionately affects minority children? Again, funding cannot be used from this for abortion, but access to health care, uh, access to health care in communities and communities that have been marginalized, underserved, adversely affected by persistent poverty is always going to be something the president fights for. The leader of the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation, please con colors. She runs, along with two other people, the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation. And she's a Marxist. She says it. I mean, Patrice is not misleading anybody. But somehow, um, she just bought a home in Topanga Canyon, north of Los Angeles, for $1.4 million. There it is. The, the way that I live my life is in direct support to Black people, including my Black family members, uh, first and foremost. And uh, for so many Black folks who are able to invest um, in themselves and their community, they choose to invest in their family, and that's what I've chosen to do. I don't believe that officers need to necessarily uh, have weapons, uh, you know, uh, every time they, they're, they're making a, a traffic stop. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change awareness. Who decides that? Head of the network, like, just... Who's that? Is that Zucker? Zucker, yeah. Climate change is going to be the next COVID thing for CNN. We're going to... On the Caribbean island of St. Vincent, after the first volcanic eruption there in more than 40 years, the volcano sent a thick cloud of smoke 20,000 feet into the sky, spewing ash for miles. Cruise ships are evacuating people from the island, but only those vaccinated against COVID. The vast majority have been vaccinated. Some will be government agencies. Some, however, as in this case, will be someone who's working for a private company. In those cases, the private company is obliged to make sure that individuals have been vaccinated. But it is very, very important for everybody to understand that the reduction in these numbers, in hospitalizations and in deaths and in infections, has not been achieved by the vaccination program. People don't, I think, appreciate that it's the lockdown that has been overwhelmingly important in delivering this improvement. Uh, we know, for example, that the UK is ahead of just about everybody else on vaccinations, and yet they maintain uh, very strong restrictions and are facing a very serious third wave. Vaccinations on their own are not enough to keep us safe. We need to engage in the right kinds of behaviors, do things that the Conservatives aren't always good at, like wearing masks, keeping distances, and obeying public health rules. We do still have a mask mandate. We do still have our capacity requirements. I mean, we've got some of the strongest protocols in the country, and yet this virus has come raging back. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Eating and drinking indoors in restaurants and bars, is that okay now? Is that okay 
No, it's still not okay. By the way, data that came out just literally in the last hour. Last year, when you look at all adjusted deaths, the UK, 10 times the increase in all adjusted deaths than Sweden had. 10 times worse. 10 times worse. All right, Julie, we made you wait way too long, sister. So you get to go first. What was the best of the worst this week in Aaron's montage? I mean, it's really hard to choose. Um, you have to look at what Boris Johnson said. Uh, I think him and uh, Trudeau, Pierre, is it Pierre Trudeau? No, the kid, Justin. Justin, Justin. yeah. <clears throat> you know, what they are doing, not just to their own countries, but there was an article in the New York Times today, 54 million people around the world have sunk from the middle class into poverty. More than 30 million of them are in India alone. So what these people are doing to their own countrymen, to their own country, has such a trajectory, such a devastating impact on the developing world. They don't even care, though. They show no remorse, whether it's Anthony Fauci or Boris Johnson or the Trudeau kid, whoever it is. Um, The impact of what we're doing, these crimes against humanity, uh, because of these lockdowns, we are going to have deal with these consequences on a human level for decades. And so I think, uh, can I pick two? I feel like I know I'm the Eleanor Clinton. Absolutely. Today, yeah. I, 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 okay. You know, she's never just satisfied with one thing. So I'm going to pick those two. <laughs> Good, Todd. The lady gets to pick two if she wants. Amen. All right, Todd. Yeah. I'm going with uh, Nadler and the court packing it, because it's just, it's so honest. We're not packing it. We're unpacking it. They're telling you who they are, and there's been there's been signs. I gotta be honest, man. I laughed out loud when I oh, saw yeah. that. Okay, the, I like been, hate the game, man, not the player. There's right. there's there's tape of Biden saying the exact opposite of what he's saying now. Unpacking. There's Ed Markey. There's up. a tweet for everything. There, I've, heard, I've heard that before. There's Markey. Yeah. Uh, from what is he massachusetts massachusetts yeah he's out there he's behind a podium now with a sign that says something packing he's he's behind another podium in the past it actually has a sign on it says don't pack the court (laughs) i mean they're just telling you who they are on this and every other issue it is it is the ghastly evil opposite of captain america and endgame whatever it takes they believe in Whatever it takes. They have no standard other than their power-hungry overthrow of the greatest country that ever existed. That's what they're up to, and they will say and do anything. And right now, they're just admitting it and taunting you and daring you to do anything about it. It's a little like Thanos in Endgame. You know, the first time I did the snap, I thought I was being a benevolent ruler, wiping out half of all life so that the other half could flourish. Turns out you guys weren't very thankful for that, so... This time, I'm just going to yeah. wipe it all out, right? Aaron. I think for me, it's got to be UN Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield, who, as we noted the other day, received and enjoyed the majority of support from Republicans uh, during her confirmation, just saying America is fundamentally racist. Our our white supremacy is woven into the fabric of our Constitution. Now, that's preposterous. We know it. You know it. But something I thought really cut to the core of what she's really saying there is, I don't know who it was. I wish I could give them attribution for this. I saw them tweet it the other day, and I, I and I retweeted it as well, saying, "It's just a few college kids. They'll learn when they're older." That's probably 
over the last 40 to 50 years, when confronted with, with Marxism, with radicalism on the left of, mm-hmm. of any stripe, that's been really the lazy wash my hands of this, not deal with it, push it off to another day response. It's just a few college kids. You always get conservative as you get older. Yes. Uh, and look at where we are now. Right. Look at where we are now. Are you an ambassador? The woman who has been appointed to represent this entire country on an international scale, can you tell me another example anywhere in the world of any country, even I would... I would even say Canada or any of the socialist European, Western European countries. Can you think of another example of any UN ambassador who would have the gall to say that about their country and still have a job? I cannot. But yet we allow that to go on in our country today because if things don't change, i.e. a spiritual spiritual awakening in our country, we are an in-stage republic right now. Tomorrow is another day. (laughs) Uh, let's get to the exit question on a scale of one to 10, uh, with one being the likelihood Lindsey Graham will get to the bottom of anything you ever care about, uh, and 10 being the metaphysical certitude. He'll keep getting on Hannity to lie to you about getting to the bottom of it anyway. Uh, rate this week's level of total depravity, Todd. Did you see he came out in support of global warming? Did you see that? Well, which time? <laughs> Recently. I mean, he was, he was for the carbon credits a, mm-hmm. a decade ago. So. I'm a 10. Of okay. course. Remember, we just forget that because that was when he was uh, McCain's lapdog, right? He was McCain's <laughs> second, his wingman. Uh, Julie, w- scale of one to ten, how bad was the total depravity? I'll go with ten. Ten. Okay. Aaron? It's a ten. Ten. Issue two, say her name. The Department of Justice announced this week they'll not be filing criminal charges in the shooting death of Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt during the uprising at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Babbitt was a part of a group of people who entered the Capitol building and was seen on video being shot at near point-blank range by an individual who has not yet been identified. It's unclear if Babbitt was given any warning before being fatally shot. The person who filmed Babbitt's death at the hands of Capitol Police is a Black Lives Matter activist from Utah named John Sullivan, who, prior to being arrested for his involvement in the day's events, told media, quote, I don't think she deserved to die. Babbitt's death is still the only confirmed death to have happened as a result of violence at the Capitol that day, as Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick's cause of death is still in the process of being memory-holed. The other three deaths to be used by the media to fuel their narrative were from an amphetamine overdose, a heart attack, and a stroke, respectively. So, Julie, I mean, you have been on the cutting edge of this story, so we're going we're gonna to hand you... The, the platform to do with it what you will. What what one word here do you believe summarizes the sordid and still not finalized tale about whatever happened on January the 6th and explain why? One word to describe all of it. Um, I mean, I, I guess just another myth, another lie for the most part. Um, as your segment just pointed out, the one person we know who was killed on January 6th was Ashley Babbitt. We still don't know the name of the police officer. Can you imagine? Now, this was released on Wednesday. The DOJ released that their investigation had been closed. Not one Republican in Washington has said, now, wait a second. We want to see the details of this investigation. We want the identity of the police officer. We want to know the autopsy results, et cetera. We want to see all of the witness documentation. Now, one Republican, once again, because of course most of them are fully invested in this deadly armed 
insurrection narrative as the DOJ is hunting down, you know, soccer moms from Ohio and veterans from Virginia uh, to throw them in solitary confinement in a D.C. jail. Um, but look, it, the contrast of the press release from DOJ closing their investigation is in huge contrast, of course, to what's happening in Brooklyn Center and the ongoing trial of uh, George Floyd's uh, Derek uh, Chauvin uh, in Minneapolis. And so it just un it just underscores again this two-tiered system of justice uh, that is also being accelerated now under uh, the Biden uh, Justice Department and uh, intelligence apparatus, too, as we saw this week in testimony. So, you know, it's just the media has no interest in finding out who the police officer is. And the Washington Post article actually suggested that Ashley Babbitt had it coming. Her skirt uh, was proverbially too short. She was a QAnon supporter. She believed that the 2020 election was not on the up and up. So sure, you know, and you had even so-called conservatives like Eric Erickson and others who uh, said, yeah, she deserved to be shot. She deserved to die. We don't care who the officer is. Another thing like Sicknick, let's memory hold this and move on. Isn't that the guy that didn't want to go to a farmer's market yeah. or something? A vegetable stand. A vegetable stand. Correct. Wearing masks. Okay. All right. His thoughts on Correct. who deserves to die. Okay. Julie... What do we have? Are the are any of the families involved here, whether it's the Babbitt family or the Sicknick family? Do you have you heard or do you suspect they will launch any form of a civil action against the government uh, in order to get some form of justice here or, or at least some kind of answer as to what transpired here? The Sicknick family, I would say no, and here's why. Their uh, son, their brother, was uh, laid, his remains were laid in state at the Capitol, as you recall, the weekend before the impeachment trial began. You had every Republican leader, uh, Republican and Democratic lawmaker leader attend that service. Joe Biden and his wife showed up. He had a huge procession the next day delivering his remains to Arlington National Cemetery. So his family, I think, uh, they they say they still don't know what he died of. Of course, the D.C. Medical Examiner's Office released their report last week calling it a homicide, but that's all we know. We still don't know what he died of. Um, so I doubt that Brian Sicknick's family is going to make any issue of this. The Babbitt family, I'm not sure. I've read different reports that they want to also see the investigation and they want some kind of justice for what happened to her. Um, but look, the scary part is you are taking on the full weight and power of Washington, D.C., from the Capitol Police to D.C. Police to the Justice Department. So you have to be pretty tough to want to take that on and then expose your family to whatever they will try to do to vilify her and her relatives. So I would be surprised if they pursue anything, to be honest. Hmm. Todd, your thoughts? Uh, the one word is propaganda of the rankest sort. Uh, Steve, you and I, I I'm born in... 72 you're 73 right mm -hmm. yes uh and as so when you and i were just uh tiny tiny little pups that thing called uh watergate came along mm -hmm. and that has been a a, a lodestone of, of our understanding of american history one of the one of the great tales of today's a, journalistic of class american, basically and, came of age and, and, at that event exactly yeah. well now take this class of journalists which, quite frankly, I mean, 
whatever you think of Woodward and Bernstein, they can't hold their jock or Ben Bradley's or anybody else. There was real newsmen going on uh, uh, back then. Uh, but you had you had a a break in into the DNC. Here we had a live break in of the Capitol. There was no way. Here's a that- question. Can the people break in well, I, to their own building? Thank you. I, I don't. I'm I, asking. I don't know. I mean, can I, you? I, I didn't mean that in a pejorative way. I know. Way. I know. You, I, mean, I know you didn't. I but know that's, you didn't. That's what the press. But you should have clarified yeah. because I, I wasn't a pejorative in any way, shape, or form. I, I'm with Julia uh, on this. But you had this live in Technicolor event that everybody saw, and you have a modern day journalistic uh, smart set that uh, you know really never got past what they learned running the newspapers for like the middle school there was no way to avoid <laughs> this nonsense mm-hmm. as we see it i mean this is this is this was the proverbial nocturnal admission steve for this modern day they couldn't wait for this you see that in jake tapper he finally got to be what he wanted to be he thinks he's woodward and bernstein and so there we are Sort of how like gay marriage was like the re the new, uh, you know, Birmingham bus boycott, because they just wanted their own quote vis a vis civil rights tale to weave. Yeah, absolutely, just similar to that. Absolutely, okay. Aaron. So I'm going to reset something. The, the the word that I would use to describe what's going on here and has gone on here is excuse. I, I've said this before. I'll repeat it again because it's important to know thine enemy. The last year was an exercise, a flex, if you will, by the spirit of the age, progressivism that's infested so many, if not all, aspects of mainstream culture in this country. And the thing you'll learn if you're um, paying attention for any short period of time or even just paying attention for the last few years is that the spirit of the age doesn't just want to win. They want to win their own way. It's not good enough to have gay marriage. You must bake the cake bigot. It's not good enough to have drag queen story time hour. You must codify that into your school or uh, your college's codes. Mm-hmm. And you must like and and, and just, um, just love uh, dudes competing on women's sports teams. It's not good enough to have diversity training. You must admit your own white guilt. It's not good enough for them to win. They must win the way that they want to win the one thing that they didn't win and i'm not talking about the election i'm talking about existential themes here okay they they were able to control things on the virus to a le- uh, to a level that many of us including myself would have never dreamed of last year they were able to they were able to muck up the and really actually grease <laughs> grease the gears of power in this country in order to weaponize every single institution against you in the name of this virus. The one dangling participle last year, of last year, were the Black Lives Matter riots. Because that was the one thing that the spirit of the age didn't have the moral high ground on. It didn't. I don't care how infested a cult is within a culture like the spirit of the ages. I don't care how infested that is. If your town is burning down, you don't like that, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. You don't like that. So the one dangling participle that they had to show, see, you're no better than us. You're no better than us, were the riots. And so this was just the excuse they needed to show the country, see... Those people say they're better than us. They say they want to lead, but they're just not. They're just the same as we are. That's all that this was. The one confirmed death 
due to violence at the Capitol was actually a woman, an Air Force veteran, who was shot at point-blank range in the neck by a Capitol police officer. That is somehow extrapolated into five dead and armed insurrection. That's not, that's bunk, as I'm sure you and everybody watching this knows. All it is is an excuse for the spirit of the age to say, hey, those right-wingers, those QAnon folks, they're no better than you are. That is an excellent point. I mean, that is fantastic analysis. Exit question. True or false? January 6th will be eventually memory hold. The more and more the facts come out. Todd. If the facts come out, that's absolutely true. Yes. Julie, what say you? I do. I believe that it will be. You could see it's already starting to disappear a little bit. I got about a minute. I want to know, what was your thought on Aaron's analysis there a moment ago as someone who has covered this story as extensively as anybody? I thought it was spot on. And I do. uh, And I will say, I think that's why you have no outrage from Republican lawmakers about what's happening. These are, they are sort of aligned with these violent type protesters, political protesters. And so they don't want to touch them either. And so sort of what Aaron was saying, and it was really spot on there, is that you have even, I mean, Black Lives Matter, though, have politicians who've defended them, bailed them out of jail, et cetera. Um, but this is something the Republicans just don't want to touch, that these people are sort of beneath them. Uh, this is what they really feel about Trump mm-hmm. supporters. And I think that they're fine with keeping hundreds of them. And what those groups right. think were going to happen when they charged in like that. Idiots. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Aaron, true or false? What do you think? Um, my answer is basically the same as, as Julie's. It's already happening. So, yeah, true. Hmm. All right. In, uh, in part two of the day's group here, which we're going to have uh, after the break, we're going to get into the launch of new social media platforms. Two very successful businessmen with, shall we say, colorful personalities uh, are set to soon launch uh, competitive social media platforms. What could or will that mean, uh, given the battle going on right now over the flow of information in the country? We'll get into that and more next. All right, back here on uh, the Steve Day Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Uh, This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at ScoreMaster, which can be the difference between getting whatever deal is offered to you on a home, car, credit card, or apartment, or getting the best deal and saving money on the repayment terms. How's that possible? Because the average ScoreMaster user can uh, add about 60 points to their score in about three weeks or less. Sometimes you can add up to 30 points in just a few days when the right information is presented to you. See, that is the key. That's what ScoreMaster does. They put the information the banks have on you in your hands where it belongs so you know exactly why you have the score you have and then exactly how to get to the score that you want uh you can enroll in about a minute simple easy to use and you can get your points add points see your points and also get one million dollars in fraud insurance to protect your score once you get it to where you want it to go. So just go to scoremaster.com slash Steve to learn more. Scoremaster.com slash Steve. So you guys remember 
uh, right before the book came out, uh, Fauci and Bargain, I put out a Facebook ad, <clears throat> basically just to kind of test Facebook on how they would react to me promoting this on my page. And so I, I put up a post about when it was coming out. Um, <clears throat> I uh, and then I did the the boost post and put a good deal, uh, you know, several at least a, at least a, at least like several hundred dollars to get a lot of um, a lot of exposure, and we got a lot of exposure off that post. <clears throat> and you guys will remember, I said at the time I was kind of surprised. I was just kind of yeah. seeing if we could sneak it, uh, slip one past the goalie. I have tried, including again this morning now. I have tried since the book went bestseller. I have tried on three separate occasions to propose another ad for Facebook to run. They have rejected all three. They even asked me uh, the second time, hey, uh, you know, for ads that deal with social causes, we want to verify the person submitting the ad. Uh, so that if there's any false information, we can uh, direct it back to that person. So, you know, I verified my information just like they asked, still rejected it. I sent them another one this morning. They rejected it again. All right. Which brings us to issue three. Will it work? My Pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, released details about his free speech platform that's intended to be a combination of YouTube and Twitter, adding that no one will be able to take it down from the Internet. He's calling it Frank Speech. I have spent over the last four weeks, I've spent millions of dollars making it the, the most secure. We're going to be able to handle the capacity. Your your Everything's going to be the most secure. We're not going to be able to. We're going to be attacked. But I have my own servers and everything. We're not going to be worried about Amazon taking it down or YouTube or Google or Apple. And we are going to get our voice of free speech out there. He also says it'll be a free speech platform with some limitations. So you're not going to have to worry about people if they're on there. It's going to be a good reporting system. But you don't you don't get to use the four swear words, you know, the, the C word, the N word, the F word or God's name in vain. Uh, you can't have free speech is not pornography. Free speech isn't I'm going to kill you. Um, it's very well defined in our mission statement. It's going to be an amazing platform. This comes after Donald Trump announced he's planning to launch his own as of yet unnamed platform a few weeks ago. Trump spokesman Jason Miller talked about the upcoming platform with Fox News's Howard Kurtz. I do think that we're going to see President Trump returning to social media in probably about two or three months here with his own platform. And this is something that I think will be the, the hottest ticket in social media. It's going to completely redefine the game. And everybody is going to be waiting and watching to see what exactly President uh, Trump does. But it will be his own platform. All right, first question. Lindell and Trump are obviously both very, very successful businessmen. So can they pull this off? Because whoever has control of the flow of information in a culture has control. And you're seeing now that the most powerful beings in our culture, even more powerful than Anthony Fauci, are big tech oligarchs as we speak. So, Julie, uh, I'll start with you. Do you think they can pull this off? What are you hearing? No, I'm going to vote no. Sorry. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Mike Lindell. Um, obviously he has a great story and he's a real patriot. I think he stepped up when others have not, but this is nearly an impossible task. It would be great if they could pull it off, but I just, I don't see it happening. What about a, a, a Trump backed social platform? You think he can pull that off? I, I guess so, but I just, 
how would this all come together? I mean, it feels like there will be so many forces working against them to try to put this platform together. Uh, I, I just don't know. And then you see what happened with Parler. Look, the bottom line is, as far it, for all of its fault, Twitter is really the only place where you can confront other journalists, other politicians, um, and try to make some traction uh, in that space. And so I think it's going to be really tough to try to replicate something like that, even Facebook, et cetera, um, or even come close to it. So I wish them well, but I... I don't have a lot of hope that it's going to come to fruition. Okay. Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I'm also a no. I mean, you game plan these types of things out. I'll, I'll just a few, a few, um, you know, blocks down the way. Let's, let's say like Mike Lindell says, you've got your own web hosting service. Maybe you've got your own servers. Probably <laughs> you've got your own customized platform that you're not borrowing from any other entity that would seek to silence you like Parlo did with Amazon web services. You've got everything, everything that you need Everything that you need to have your own website, your own platform, let's just say even outside, even outside the App Store and the Google Play Store, you've got all that ready to go. Let's say you even have, this is the hard part, let's say you even have two, three, four, five million people sign up right away. That's a pretty good starting audience. Mm-hmm. That's a great starting audience. Uh, what if in a year you start to grow even more? And Twitter can't do anything about you. Facebook can't even do anything about you. You've already got this broad base of support. Even if Google senses you, they're still going directly to you. What's going to happen then? What's stopping an internet service provider from saying, nope, no more? AT&T uh, says, nope, no more. Verizon, nope, no more. Your local media com like we have here, your cable service provider like we have here, uh, let's see, Xfinity, like, like what's in a lot of the country. What's stopping them from saying, nope, no more? Not going to let users go to this uh, platform. What's stopping that? The answer is um, nothing. N- nothing. Now you can call those utilities, but we're—I mean, they can—they can claim Section Two Thirty. I think they could probably make some legal defense like that as well. So until something changes, where we break up these big tech companies. Uh, nothing is going to change when it comes to censorship on the internet, even if you have your own platform. That's not going to change if you game playing this out along uh, down along the road. I would I would prefer that the market work itself out. That the market work is, works itself out in this in this uh, arena. But we're in an arena where the market is made up of two or three or four players. Yeah, and they're all in cahoots. Yeah, there isn't so a market. So yeah. that's not going to happen. So. I don't want government getting involved, but if we're going to be limited government, this is limited government. This is not this is not going after free speech or the First Amendment. This is actually limited government. This is what Josh Hawley was talking about earlier this week. Um, it's time for another round of trust busting in the United States, and that's I, that's what's going to be required here. So, I, I unfortunately, I'm I'm a no. Todd, you have any optimism on these efforts? Not really. The victory has to be something so close to total. That, like, I, and I'm just, I don't, maybe they have a different standard, if they, but it's not just making a couple of bucks. And while Parler was absolutely a worthy uh, enterprise, th- this has to be far more existential, taking down the likes of Twitter and totally reestablishing and resetting that market that Aaron is talking about. There's, a, but there's another fundamental problem. It's about, it's Twitter, the, it, I, I don't want to go to an echo chamber of any kind. There, there's one thing. Twitter's a beautiful rock fight. I, 
I love the battle. Yeah. It's the problem. It's the banning. It's the shunning. It's that's yeah, you the can, problem. I, I loved the Schembechler era of Michigan football. It lasted, started before I was born. It went well into my adult years. I enjoyed it immensely. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Ain't coming back. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean it won't ever be good again, but it's that era is now over. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I agree with with Julie. I mean, this is the one place where the we, we are still allowed to intersect. You won't be allowed Agreed. to do that much Agreed. longer. But that's but that's part of so all we're, we're heading on to people. We're because, heading to our respective corners listen, as we speak. I have an account on Parlor, but I'm never, I'm just this is just me. But I'm on Twitter all the time mm-hmm. because of that aspect of it. That's where the fight is. That's right. So what happens when they just ban us all then? Yeah, well, that's why the, that's, hap- that's, that's we're in the midst of that as we speak. That's why the victory, you're, you're, to your question, can they pull this off? That's why I say no. The victory has to be the Wall Street total. Journal this morning says that you are the co-author of the number eight book in America. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, because we didn't put it out in hardcover, that is the most prestigious bestseller list that we can appear on. All right. They're the number two pres- uh, in terms of prestige bestseller list is the Wall Street Journal's mm-hmm. next to the New York Times. The Wall Street Journal says you're the number eight book in America. All right. Yeah. Amazon, after we caught them jacking with the ability to search for our book after we went number one, remember that? Yes. They today want to say that you're the number 65 book in America. Now, with 48 million books on sale, that's really friggin' good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but what algorithm gets me number six gets you number 65 on Amazon and number eight? Of all books on the Wall Street Journal list, how do you explain that? Uh, well, I, I'm you explaining can't. it. I'm explaining in that. That's why I don't think there is a win. Ultimately, I, we are we're all agreed on that. That's why there's no win. See, I they think can they can change I, the rules I, I think all they, the time. I think they will be successful actually, because we're all getting banned. Uh, that eventually we ha- we th- we're going to have no other options now. Aaron brought up an angle to this I had not considered. The problem with with those companies going down those roads, though, and you even mentioned it, they would love to do stuff like that. But they are regulated utilities in many cases already. The ability to go at them is a lot stronger than the ability to go at the Silicon Valley giants who hide behind. Two thirty section two thirty, for example. Who is going to go after them? The same people who are not really or have had ample. I, I understood, but there's it's you. You have other actions that you could do as a citizen against a utility and things sure, of that nature, sure. where you're not directly reliant upon them as you are the system right now to figure out what's the what's the path to accountability for big tech. There's a lot of variables in this yet, and I mean, if, just from the loss, the Veritas lawsuit could have a big impact on this. Right. This just, is James O'Keefe is suing Twitter for defamation yeah, for claiming so, that he was using fake accounts when he says he was not. Plus the lack of fundamental trust in things like Major League Baseball that suddenly dropped and vaccines. That could create the, the appetite for war to go against all of these entities. It's going to take that, though. And until we get there, that's why my answer is no. All right, let's get to the exit question. If the outcome of these new social media outlets were a lyric from my all-time favorite song, We Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who, which lyric would it be? A, though I know that the hypnotized never lie. B, and the world looks just the same and history ain't changed. C, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Or D, smile and grin at the change all around. Aaron. I think it's B. Aaron's going, and the, and the world looks just the same, and history ain't changed. Todd. Yeah, I think I'm closest to that. Okay. Julie, what do you think? B. B. See, I, I, I just think they're going to be successful by default, because I think we're all getting banned. And we all are going to have to go somewhere. I, I just think we're all getting banned. 
I mean, the O'Keefe thing yesterday, to me, is the ultimate tell. What he got banned for was was the most successful takedown of a media organ of a, of a legacy media entity in modern times. Okay, I mean he just I mean what he he flat out pulled CNN's pants down, and this was not just a viral stunt. Or and some of the things he's done have been kind of viral stunts and funny, haha. And some of them have have led to people getting put in jail. In this case, I mean he decapitated them. And the fact that he had to go indicates that that's the standard. If you effectively, all right, don't just hit on the surface, but if you throw a torpedo in the in the thermal exhaust port, you have to go. That's why we're all going to go, I believe, eventually. And then when we do, we're going to have to go somewhere as an alternative. Anyway, predictions. Aaron, go. Oh, wait, uh, skipping, I forgot uh, issue four. Yeah. The next seal to be broken. My bad. All right. So we saw Big Tech's seal of disapproval against vaccine skepticism broken by the federal government. What's the next verboten topic that's truly going to force Big Tech, that, that will truly force Big Tech to let people openly discuss it? Quickly, Todd. Women officially coming out against transgenderism and mass. Julie, quickly go. Uh, vaccines. Okay. Say that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I think for me, it's um, it, it's going to be uh, the dangers of lockdowns. When you look at the number of people who have not just committed suicide but attempted suicide, mm-hmm. lockdowns in general, that's going to be the next topic that's going to be able to be openly um, used about. My bad, I forgot issue four. Now we go to predictions. Aaron, go. Uh, so my prediction is there is going to. We talked about this, so I'm kind of stealing this from from you and Todd a little bit. Um, there's going to be a, uh, a large underground black market for vaccine papers, which will eventually lead to somebody saying, and that's why we need to have a microchip just to be extra, extra, super duper safe. Mine's going to say McLovin. Yeah. Todd, go. Next Thursday, I am going to be spamming Twitter with pictures of a nearly empty Drake stadium where the Drake relays are being held, but they're only lying one fifth capacity, so I can't go watch my daughter perform. But uh, there will be pictures and I will be in rare form. Julie, your prediction. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say that you're going to see an article at the Dispatch soon or the Bulwark that will uh, you'll see conservatives never Trumpers start to explain why court packing is a good thing. <laughs> oh, she gets yeah. it. She gets it. Yep. Uh, of course. Actually, it's gone. Uh, it's gone. It's disappointing it hasn't arrived already, right? Uh, my prediction is there's going to be a class action lawsuit against either the NFL as a whole or at least one team about a vaccine requirement to enter the stadium this fall. I think you'll see it. It'll either be against the entire NFL if they make it a blanket policy or, uh, some, there'll be a class action lawsuit against an individual team like the Buffalo Bills have already announced they're going to do it. I think you'll see something along those lines later this year. Julie, great stuff as always. Good to see you. Thanks uh, for the work you do at Thanks. American Greatness, okay? So much fun. Thanks so much. You bet. And then, uh, Todd, you and I will have a column there. I think it's uh, coming out this weekend. Actually looking at, uh, uh, we're, we're going to praise Gretchen Whitmer, which may shock some people, but, I mean, she has, she has, articulated the defined definitive case that lockdowns and masks don't work. Yeah. I think we should, you know, we, we're going to, we're going to tip the cap and give credit where credit is due. Yeah, she's right? all Sweden now. She's go Sweden. In, indeed. I mean, she has won the, she's won the lockdown and mask argument. 
albeit unintentionally, I'm sure. We'll get to hour two next, and it'll be Feedback Friday when we return. Stay tuned. Back with hour two, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre and Todd Erzin. <clears throat> and all of you, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the show. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. That's, again, D-E-A-C-E. Uh, if you're looking for the free speech alternatives to those platforms, uh, look for Steve Dace on, on uh, where? Where again? Gab, MeWe, Parlor, Brain Fart. Sorry. If you like censored clips of the program, go to YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. And who doesn't like censorship? You can also uh, get uncensored comments and clips of the show at rumble.com slash Steve Day show. I don't know. I guess a lot of people in our audience do because I keep telling them you can get the censored or the uncensored version and they keep giving us more hits on YouTube than Rumble. It could also be that there's another possibility here we should consider, right? Let us not fall prey to self-awareness is dead. It could also be that the censored version means that they get less of us. And there's really an interest in that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Let's keep ourselves humble. I'm going with that. Yeah, it could be just uh, we like this show in small doses. So we don't we don't want the full version. We don't want the un, uncensored part. We'd rather have just a little bit of this of this program. So we'll, we'll go with the censored version at YouTube. That, I mean, that could be it. It's a possibility. Mm, no. You don't, you're not really down with the self-deprecation thing, I've noticed, like on any level, are you? Not a fan of it. No, I can't all, but it's not a passion like you've made it. So. <laughs> See? What okay. Great, what a great answer that was. Oh, that was so sufficiently snarky. I wouldn't even come back to it. I I'm not, like uh, it. Frankly, so. I'm not, not entirely sure that I could, actually. Uh, let's, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of snarky, if you're wondering, hey, what can I do to strike a blow for the cause uh, before we head out for the weekend? You can send a commemorative copy of the best-selling book, number eight this week on the Wall Street Journal's bestseller list. It was number one last week. Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in America. You can send a commemorative copy because at Amazon, you're allowed to send it to any address you want. You can send a copy to the muse, the man who has inspired this best-selling book himself, the one and only Dr. Anthony Fauci. Go to NIAID, here's the address, NIAID, Office of Communications and Government Relations, 5601 Fisher Lane, comma, MSC 9806. Again, that's 5601 Fisher Lane, comma, MSC 9806, Bethesda, Maryland, once more, that's Bethesda, Maryland. And the zip code is 20892-9806. That's 20892-9806. And you can send Anthony Fauci a message he will most definitely receive. I mean, why sit there and flip off, I'm sorry, um, uh, genuflect to the TV screen, right? He won't know about that, right? Right. right instead, you could just... For your love gift this month, um, you can send, you know, it's about 15 bucks. That's what the paperback is, thereabouts, right now on Amazon. You can send him a token of thank you uh, for the work that he has done crushing your way of life 
in the past year. It would just be a shame. It'd be a crying shame if all next week, Amazon delivery, after Amazon delivery, after Amazon delivery showed up at Anthony Fauci's office with a copy of Fauci and Barkley. I think you've hit on something that you don't quite yet realize. The next phase of things, as you talked about in issue four, yeah, in the first hour here, yeah. Well, you've long, we've long been talking on this show about why dealing with big tech censorship is a big deal, and you've made analogies as, as we just got done doing to uh, utilities and things like that. But you just said you can mail things to whoever you want. Could we might just be finding out that we can't? There's no mail censorship? Only one way to find out. Why would that not be the message? Big post office? We are not mailing. You paid your money, but we're not mailing it to this place or that place because of who you are. Why would that not be coming? Why not? I don't disagree. That's my point with with, uh, internet service providers. What's to stop them? What's to stop them? Yes, I know that there are other recourses, but... Uh, were there, there were, there were supposedly a lot of other recourses for the things that have been uh, perpetrated over the last year or two. So I'm not saying you're wrong at all. It's, it's an angle that I had not considered. I think it's a smart analysis by you. I'm simply saying they're oh. more directly vulnerable. Yeah. I didn't say that they, that, that it would matter, mm-hmm. but, but on the surface, they're more directly vulnerable sure. the way that the system is currently constructed than, uh, than the oligarchs are in Silicon Valley. Uh, let's get to Feedback Friday, brought to you by Brickhouse Nutrition. And what if I told you that you can improve your health, boost energy, and support a healthy heart in just a couple of minutes per day with Field of Greens? It's unlike other superfoods because it uses real USDA organic fruits and vegetables that are packed with antioxidants and all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that you're looking for that support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, digestion, uh, plus it's pure, it's pre and probiotic as well. Well, great for everyone in the family. You can make Field of Greens part of your routine. It's super simple. Just put one scoop in any water-based drink, mix it together, and you're good to go. Uh, And Field of Greens, unlike these other drinks that are out there, uh, it's packed with 18, 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables in one serving. You're going to get more than most Americans get in a day or more. And I think we've learned a lot this year. Here's the reality. The odds that you would ever need a COVID-19 vaccine would drop dramatically if you had the right vitamin D level, for example. That's just, that's a fact. That's a fact. So the more that we can do to take care of our bodies, the more that we can do with preventative health, Boy, have we not learned that lesson in the past year, the better off we are. So if you want to give it a shot right now, they've got all kinds of original new flavors. Uh, Get the original one. There's wild berry. There's now a new one, lemon lime. Uh, BrickhouseSteve.com. That's where you can go. Use the promo code Steve right now at BrickhouseSteve.com. Get 15% off your first order at checkout with the promo code Steve at BrickhouseSteve.com. Let's get to some feedback. We begin with Marissa in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. I wanted to thank you and the guys for giving me and my family the courage to just say no. In the past two weeks, uh, my husband or I have gone into many businesses with or without our kids and just ignored the mask signs. One of those businesses was an outside tree nursery, WTF indeed. Some, I got to tell you, folks, confession time. Yeah. I mean, my, my kids can count, the, my youngest is 14. My kids can count probably 
on one hand how many times they've heard dad drop an f-bomb and they like all involved a a, a sporting event of some kind okay um i i just want to sit around sometimes i, I don't know I, I pride myself on having an expansive vocabulary um being a, a gifted communicator um I, a lot of times, I don't know sometimes how to respond other than which movie is it with uh, Al Pacino? Uh, uh, NFU, NFU, FU, and FU too, right? Scent of a woman. So I, some, I don't know. Some of this stuff, I just, it's so bad. It's so dumb. I just reflexively have to stifle the urge. Sometimes just not sit on my Twitter account all day long and just go NFU, NFU. I know it's terrible, man. And I'm, it's a struggle because I feel as if I don't know how else to respond to some of this. It's just so jacked. It's so dumb. It's so debased. I, I, does any of this make sense? Oh, very much so. Yeah. I I knew that this would be your love language. I I knew that, I, I knew that it would be, I mean like a mask at outdoors tree nursery that is definitely a wtf man um anyway she says in just one instance i was asked um to put on a mask we also attended two of my daughter's middle school track and field meets we completely ignored the mask rule we aren't obnoxious about it we keep our distance which is fine because we don't like too many of these people anyway (laughs) (laughs) i love the feeling that i'm being a rebel with my teenage kids it's seriously fun to make a game out of seeing how many stores we can get into and out of without being asked to put on a mask i used to play this game at airports about your about having a belt take your belt off on tsa i just would never take it off and i'd like keep score on how often i could go without (laughs) just again i got to compete at everything okay uh it is seriously fun or she goes on to say then on the way home we talk about how many dirty looks or smiles and nods we have received from other patrons for a long time my very social daughter became anxious whenever we were around uh any people it worried me and broke my heart to see her that way but my heart swelled the other day as we bounced out of the grocery store with big smiles on our faces feeling rebellious now she feels brave and empowered and frankly so do i this is if you want to make can you make lemon out of you know lemons lemonade out of lemonade or lemonade out of lemons i should say um embrace being the counterculture embrace it especially with your teenagers embrace the fact that we're the contrarians now we're the rebels now and and by the way if you have any form or semblance of a Judeo-Christian value system, you have been the counterculture in America for a while, and you are going to become even more so in the times we are about to embark upon. You're so, pilgrims, not patriots. That's Wasn't right. that it? That was the number one point from yesterday's message. You're exactly right. So embrace it. Embrace it, man. You're Johnny Cash, man. You walk the line. All right? You're the man in black. Just, just embrace it. Embrace the contrarian nature of it. For me, it's not an issue. I just have always been one, and you know, my home situation kind of forced that into me, and then I learned to actually kind of like it. You know, but I know for a lot of you that'll be something different. Um, but it, this is one way to win the next generation: is that we get to be the counterculture now. We're the rebels now. We're the ones getting banned now. Okay, Uh, to me, I think we should embrace that full throat, own it, own that space. 
Um, next. I would like to thank you for your show in every way you guys have been thanked. It has shown me so much, reawakened my faith, my attention for political information, caused me to improve my critical thinking. I am a pilot for a major airline and have been for over 25 years. I'm in full agreement with nearly everything you say. So when it comes to flight attendants, I am trying to check my critical thinking. Number one, most announcements that are made on planes about masks are company dictated. Not only what you say, but how often. Number two, masks do not work. However, if there ever was a positive use for masks, it could be to keep people who are speaking loudly or coughing from spewing spit into your face in such a closed place like a plane. Perhaps, though, I am mistaken. Airplanes are crowded, closed, and loud. Flight attendants must speak face-to-face, way less than even three feet to nearly every passenger. That passenger needs to respond, also very loudly. I have thought long and hard uh, for another group of people who are exposed to such a diverse or if there is another group of people who are exposed to such a diverse and voluminous number of people in very close quarters and must speak and then hear a response. I cannot think of one as the person up front. I cannot tell you how often I have said I could never do what they do. People are hard to work with hungry people when they're hungry. People are even worse. And people who are traveling and hungry are some of the hardest people in the world to keep calm. And when you add the disruption and fear of these unprecedented times, you have to find a way to keep the peace and your airline. As a traveler, I agree the announcements are too much. But of course, I fly a lot as a pilot. Our flight attendant population runs the gamut in health and age and therefore every level of danger. Many of them are just doing what they are told so they do not lose their job. Sadly, they don't always even agree with each other on a crew with just a few. uh, And you never know who's on your plane or who's filming you. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I, I, he didn't ask this. I'm going to choose to withhold his name though. Okay. Um, because I appreciate his candor. I actually think there's some very valid, I don't know what you two think. There are some valid points here. And even though it's annoying, I I don't know if we were to, if we're going to put up a list of 20 places where it doesn't make sense what is going on with the masks. With the closed, confined space of recycled air, where, by the way, you're trapped, right? It's not like at any point, I just got to get out of here for 15 minutes to get some fresh air. You can't do that, right? You're there until you're until it hits the ground. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If there was ever a place where you would give a benefit of the doubt, am I alone here on our, on no. our show and thinking this might be the one, especially when you're talking about the flight attendants, the fact they have to do get really close to you when you communicate, all those other things. The principle of it, I don't necessarily disabuse. Agree or disagree? What do you guys think on that before we do anything else? I agree. Generally agree, yeah. Okay. It's then what's happened with children, babies. Um, let's pull the entire plane over. That is where things have gone too far. Would we also agree on that yeah, as well? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and people, if they haven't been fired, they should have been for doing Agreed. that. Agreed. Agreed. Um, there's, there, and it varies. The flight, when, the last time you and I flew, now I'm going to fly to an event in South Dakota here in a couple of weeks. That's my next flight. We're speaking at a uh, uh, fight, feast, laugh is the name of the event. Over there by Mount Rushmore, and we have a jam. We got a ton of people coming to this thing, and uh, and so the last time we that I flew is when you and I flew down to Dallas in January. Yep. When Aaron and Bella went on their 
uh, delay or their belayed uh, delayed honeymoon. The flight there was Karen Stan, right? Yes, it was. Now we got several notes about wearing masks on the flight home, right? But they weren't snotty or obnoxious. That was an entirely different, right? So I do think there is some form where I might disagree with our pilot li- uh, listener. There's there's some level of human um, application here. But systemically, yeah, he's right. I mean, no matter what flight you get on, they're going to mention this, and more times, more times than a few, feel like it was too many times already. But as a principle, I think he he raises a decent point that if there was ever an environment, you're breathing recycled air, it's you're in an, it, it's compressed in the compartment. Okay, there's no way out to go get fresh air. You're confined to that space. Um, I don't know that that's where we would necessarily plant our flag on, uh, this has got to go. No, I I am good with that. I, I, but I, I think you really need to go case by case. Like I have an entirely different opinion about inside, uh, venues for sports. Mm -hmm. I, to me, airline travel to some extent is it's, you, you can't. Get around it. Like, it I would really, have been much it, more cautious about inline venues, indoor venues for sports and concerts a year or oh, six months so far, ago. But, now, but we're so we're far so gone far now. I th- all those things should be we're at so max capacity, and, and it's ridiculous. But I'm not talking about vacation, but for business, any number of reasons. You, to fly, you got to go in there. So, But you listen, you're flat out making a choice to go to that sports venue, inside mm-hmm. or outside. Mm-hmm. If you've got the heebie-jeebies, you stay home. The rest of us, I'm fi- I am fine sitting body to body, no masks with anybody. With yeah, I just am, and I think a lot of America. I is actually too. am now. I'm, I might not have been there about six months ago, but the more data I look at now, I'm totally fine with it now. Yeah. Well, but we're not close to getting to that point, and right. there's no good reason for it. Yeah. So we're talking in the, you know, we're talking in theory, right, about airplanes. Yeah. 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 So in theory, yeah, I would agree with that because, I mean, when you're traveling, especially when you're when you're taking an airline to go somewhere, what are you most likely to be? What state of being are you most likely to be in? You're, you're most anxious, likely anxious, anxiety, stressed, nervous, tired because you're up yep. late packing the night before, up early to get through security, all of those things together. You're, you're probably not doing your immune system. You are not doing your immune system any favors. Yeah. And then you're packed together in on that airplane regardless of the mask mandates though what did you guys ever see anybody like do this number up and down fiddle with their mask i was doing it all the time Mm -hmm. all the time so in theory i agree with that proposition that masks if worn correctly perfectly n95 even that uh, that actually could have some benefit but in practice they don't let you wear that though right that's, because of the, because of the filter system, you, they that's, don't let you wear an N95, well, don't they? there's certain N95s that there's have... certain of them that do yeah, have that, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah so that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Where it's like, in theory, I agree with you. I, I agree with, in theory about a lot of things, but in practice, it's still like, why, why are we doing this? The, the children thing, you guys in the airlines need to have a lot more grace with that and a lot more customer service with that. That's, that, to me, is where I would, I would push back on a lot. But when it comes to adults and given the environment and everything there... That's as close quarters of recycled air with a transient population as the vast majority of adults in America are ever going to be in, right? Yeah. So, okay. So, I think he's got a general point. All right, we have another email here from someone in the airline industry. Jennifer says, I'm a data-driven Gen X adult convert to Catholicism with a from a PCA background. So, I feel like I can identify with every one of you on some level. Congrats. What's a PCA? It's a... Uh, 
Presbyterian Church of America. I got it. Okay. First, congrats on the book. I live in the free state of Florida, but within the Democrat mayoral dictatorship of Orlando. So we have to wear masks everywhere. I wear a mask nowhere, she says. I haven't for months and make a point to smile, be polite and helpful. Only Costco employees seem hysterical, so I don't go anymore. I'm out. Costco is I'm with Costco is with me where MLB is with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I won't even go in there anymore. I don't go. I think it's been two months. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I, I just to avoid it. I just, um, I, cause I just know it's going to, I'm at a mood where I, where I, I'm, I'm going to punch somebody at a, I'm going to punch a Costco employee. I'm just going to do it. I'm just beyond, I've had it. Yeah. All right. And I never in a million years, you know, I, I used to say it's, it's the greatest place on earth. Yeah. Okay. I can't stand to even set foot in it right now. All right. Um, she says, sadly, I'm also a flight attendant and the job I once lo- loved, I now despise as I'm required by my company to be muzzled while in uniform and by the former VP while in airports and on the plane, a day that is sometimes 13 hours from hotel room to hotel room. It has ruined my ability to joke and otherwise be the irreverent person I was with passengers and colleagues alike. It has turned my mobile office into a police state with half the employees and a few passengers lording uh, their state-backed Karen status over those of us who just want to breathe and bringing with them the full force of the FAA and TSA's ability to find and prevent future air travel for non-compliance. I live in constant fear of being photographed or written up by them and losing my job. I am terrified the face diapers will become the new take off your shoes at security lingering effect of this nightmare. If you have any suggestions as to how air travelers and employees can begin an organized pushback, please let me know. Surely OSHA rules could come to bear. Also, I've become a built bar addict on your recommendation, please uh, leverage your newfound star status to have them bring back the chocolate chip cookie dough, which they are bringing back, by the way, uh, and the coconut brownie chunk as year-round flavors. I have to hide these from my husband, Jennifer writes. Um, I can give you a suggestion, but I'm going to warn you, it ain't easy. Um, mass non-compliance. I don't, I don't know another way out of this unless there's a legal advocacy group that would take up your cause. Uh, where are we on getting ADF on the show, by the way? Where are we at on that? Uh, we are in the process. Okay. Um, hey, man, I'm promoting them on the show, so tell me. Are they, are they bucking? Are they trying? Are they, are they, are they, uh, there's squawking about coming on here and discussing this? There's terms and conditions. Okay. Then I'll just call the head of the place myself because he's been a friend of mine for almost 20 years. And there cannot be terms and conditions. We're promoting ADF to our audience. So there cannot be terms and conditions. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell our audience, and I'm sorry if you're on the sales staff and that's your client, but if I'm going to tell my audience that ADF is where they need to donate their money to fight for their freedoms and we ask them to come on and discuss this and they're giving you terms and conditions, that ain't going to work. They haven't been difficult, but it's just... Like on stuff they want to talk about and things of that nature, what they're willing to address? Yes. Yeah, that, that dog ain't going to haunt. Not doing that. Nope. That's that's not how we roll here on this show. And I'm not telling my audience to give to somebody who wants to then tell them that there's terms and conditions on what issues involving the, our, their freedoms and liberties they're willing to discuss. We're not doing that. So if somebody down in Dallas is upset about that, um, you know, call your office. Uh, we're not doing that with our audience. So I'll, I'll contact them myself if I have to, okay? But unless someone is willing to take that cause up, then 
Uh, Jennifer, your only other answer is you guys have to organize mass noncompliance. You, you know, um, look at other mass acts of civil disobedience in the past, like Montgomery uh, and Birmingham bus boycotts, things of that nature. Uh, a, a, a large group of you, a flight attendants, would have to just say, "I mean, if you're if you're Gen X like we are, Jen, then you miss the bra burning era." So now you guys can just all agree as flight attendants at one o'clock, no matter what flight we're on, we're all collectively taking off our masks and not putting them back on. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That level of mass non-compliance is what it would take because, and the reason it needs to be mass is because they can just crap can you, sister. Okay. Good luck getting rid of a hundred flight attendants at once. You know what I'm saying? That's when things get a lot more difficult. So, and this would apply on to uh, virtually across the board. Across the board, this would apply. That mass non-compliance, any, any industry, any area that you're going to ask me this question, you need mass non-compliance. You need to force them, force them on a mass level, force them on a mass level to enforce the unenforceable. And then, and then, and then acquire and accrue all of the collateral damage therein for trying so that's what you need to do and then you pull out your phones and record it all they couldn't do that with the montgomery and and, and the birmingham bus boycotts they didn't couldn't pull out their phones and and tape all the all, all the racist cops arresting them for not sitting in the back of the bus but y'all can so mass non-compliance and roll tape barring legal ag- advocacy representation those are really your only two options that i can see can you guys think of something else no, you wait for it. the all clear from no. <laughs> Were you gonna say wait for the wait all for clear the all from clear. Fauci? Yeah. It doesn't always take numbers. Sometimes the optics of one man standing in front in front of a tank work, but there's a, always a hail mary quality to those things. You, you're you're right. I mean, you just but numbers will work even if your principles are bad. In your case, you have good principles, but just look what happened with the many of our inner city schools. Mm-hmm. These rotten teachers in mass just won't go back. And look at what it's done, but it's worked. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but it's worked. Yeah, you're not terrible. You actually have a righteous cause on your side. That you need the numbers, though. Yeah, you can usually tell. There are some locations, and I think it just varies from location to location, not necessarily company to company. I've been to multiple Lowe's home improvement stores over the last week. Just a couple. I should say just a couple of different stores. No mask. Uh, three times I've been there. Three or four times I've been to these two stores the whole time. Nobody said anything. In fact, one employee uh, saw me wandering around looking for something and said, could I help you? Showed me where to go. No word. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Trader Joe's or Costco? Which one of those do you think is going to be more more Nazi-ish with their mask uh, mandates? You would think Trader Joe's. Now, I mean, I th- th- their employees couldn't be more friendly. Uh, Costco, though, though that's an area that needs mask non-compliance. There are some places where you can. It's obvious they don't really care anymore and it's some places where they are down to clown with the mask cult so that's another consideration as well walter who says he's from antifa oregon (laughs) 
<laughs> so you guys can probably guess where this one's going. It says there are cronies and there are capitalists, but there is no such thing as crony capitalism. There is nothing about capitalism that creates cronyism any more than socialism does. It's just cronyism. Please stop saying crony capitalism. Now, this was in response to a couple of terms we've said that we should get rid of, like reverse racism, I think was the most recent one mm-hmm. I said. There, there's no such thing as reverse racism. There's just racism, right? Okay. I thought this was an interesting point because I have used the term crony capitalism for years. Is he right about that? There's there's capitalism and cronyism, but there's not crony capitalism. If you're doing cronyism, you're just doing cronyism. Okay. You know, I've got bigger fish to fry, but um, I, I uh, listen, I, on this, maybe we're simpatico. What Churchill said about democracy, it's the worst form of government except for all the rest of them. Capitalism, it, it it's the worst form of economy except for all the rest yeah. of them. Yeah. So I, I, I think you and I have our circles overlap there in the Venn diagram, I think. I think. Now, I watched this Thomas Sowell documentary last night. So I'm all fired up about defending the principles of capitalism again. So that's what that's why that email caught my eye. You know, is it does he have a point? Um, I think he just I, I think he has a more. Oh, what's the word? I don't want to I don't want to call it holy. Um, I think his. Res, respect, revered, revered. Thank yeah. you. It's between respect. He, he reveres capitalism. I respect it, but I don't anoint it in any way. But I think he might counter if we continue to let cronyism be attached to it in any way, people won't even respect it the way that they need to. I think that's a fair point too. Yeah. All right, we'll come back, get to more of your feedback here on a Feedback Friday next on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Got some great news I want to share about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They just expanded their coverage dramatically, which will make it even easier for more Americans to dump the big name carriers who charge way too much and then donate their money to leftists. That's why we're proud to partner with Patriot Mobile, because they never send a money, a penny of our money to the left. They never try to silence us. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. So you can switch with confidence because they also use the same network as the large providers, but charge you much less. And switching is easy. You can keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one. You can even build your own bundle with multi-line discounts that will save you even more. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. And when you do, use the offer code Steve and get a free premiere activation where they set up the phone for you and a special gift. All right, they'll set up the phone for you and offer you a special gift when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve or call them at 972-PATRIOT. And if you're a veteran or a first responder, you get to save even more. Patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Let's get back to some feedback Friday. This is from Rochelle. She says, I run a cleaning business in the Branch Covidian hellscape known as New York. Though we are far upstate, many locals, including people I work for, are slavish devotees. Uh, Today, I received a message from one informing informing me that while they are vaccinated, they will continue to evacuate the home while I am working until I am also vaccinated. Because then it will be safe for everyone, including, wait for it, my seven-month-old son. 
I'm currently trying to decide how thoroughly I should tell her to go to hell and calculating how much business I should lose over her using my son as a tool to manipulate me into getting vaccinated. This is a cult. 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 Our clients are acquired via word of mouth, so it's likely we'd lose at least a couple simply by telling her in the most courteous, business-like manner. It's just not in the cards. What I really want to do is, tell, is, is, first of all, tell her no. Although my personal health decision is not her damn business, and how dare she leverage my son to coerce me into getting an experimental vaccine, potentially, that poses more unknown risk to the both of us than a possible infection. I'm scrambling for the path through my rage to do what is right, prudent, and wise. Rochelle. Sister, I think if that's what you're looking for, you might have emailed the wrong show, okay? I'm the guy that admitted about a half an hour ago, I'm struggling not to just lob an endless stream of F-bombs on my social media account daily, like daily. So if you're looking for a prudent path to your rage, so am I, <laughs> right? I'm looking, I'm looking for the same thing. Um... I don't know, Michelle. I, I don't know why they're vaccinated, but they're not protected around you. I, I don't, I don't know. By that logic, I should not be, I, I should not have been allowed back in the country. I, I had to get all my vaccinations and boosters up to date to go to Haiti several years ago. Poorest country in our hemisphere. I'm exposed to, Touched, hugged by children living in squalor you can't even imagine. We, we don't have anything in America, not in the worst places in America. Nothing like the suffering that is plentiful in a place like Haiti. And I was there for a week, touching it, being touched. By this logic, then, I should not have been allowed back. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's... That's what's being applied here to Rochelle. I should not have been allowed back. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You had Ron DeSantis say earlier this morning, if you're immune, you should be out there living as if you're immune. Well, if the vaccines work, he's exactly right. He's exactly right. Which means, of course, the comments will just be nothing but very, very dumb. You're being conditioned for a mark. You are. Now that's that's separate about the decision of whether to take the vaccine. It's funny, my wife is is keeps noting this there's a guy that is just on everything I tweet replying, Dace is a hypocrite and is vaccinated. I don't first of all, it's none of your business. None of your damn business, number one. But number two, given the contentiousness of the issue, I, I would tell you, no, I have not gotten the vaccine. I have not ruled out getting it. But I think the chances of me getting it are fairly remote. One, I want to see what everybody that needs it a lot more than I do, they should be getting it first. And then I want to see what the results are. And then chances are, by the time we get through all of that, we're going to reach a herd immunity threshold anyway, which I think we kind of already have, in my view, studying the data. So there's, it's kind of pointless for me to get it. May not be pointless for you. I do think if you're getting in line in front of um, in front of vulnerable demographics, unless you are part 
of what we would categorize as essential, a cop or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're in that group, if you're getting in front of people who are in far more vulnerable demographics, I think you're selfish, frankly. But that 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 should be a separate debate. It, it probably won't be because cults don't allow distinctions. But that that is on this show going to be a separate debate than about what you're talking about, Rochelle. What Rochelle is describing, and I have gotten so many emails like this. I, I, a woman emailed me yesterday, just broke my heart. She's elderly. Her young daughter of childbearing age won't let, let her see her grandchildren unless she's vaccinated. She's the one, because it's not safe for the grandkids. She's the one at risk. Not the kids. Invincible ignorance. Yes. Invincible. That, that is proto-conditioning for a mark, is what it is. That is that it is acceptable through a government mandated act to create a two tiered system of citizenship that is proto conditioning for a mark. Now that's separate from everybody's decision about whether their own healthcare situation calls for taking the vaccines, trying the vaccines. I love how first it was one shot, then it was two, now it's three, and then it may be every six months or every twelve months. Hmm. No one saw that coming. Indeed. So I wish I had some words of wisdom for you, Rochelle. I'll tell you what I would do. Knowing that telling these people in any way, shape, or form would cost me some business anyway, then I would tell them where to go in the shape and form I would like to. That's what I would do. That may not be prudent wise, though. Okay. <laughs> all right so i i think yesterday's message we gave you was prudent and wise i think there have been places where our show and me in particular have been maybe helpful in helping you be prudent and wise i'm just going to be as i always am you know as brutally honest as i can be that doesn't betray confidences with other people or violate the 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 agreement, you know, in terms of on-air behavior that I made with the Blaze. Um, anything short of that, I'm going to be as honest as I can be. The one area I can't help you is if you're looking for prudent and wise ways to channel your rage. Because I'm the amount of bile I'm swallowing every day, folks, is dangerous. It is. I worry about me. I worry about me. I'm, I, I fantasize about some of these people. Come, come to me, please, please, please. Maybe I end up, you know, with five cracked teeth and a broken bone and a broken nose, but at least I'll have expunged some of this, this pent-up aggression in the process. I'm not, the, do not come to me asking for, Advice on prudent channeling of your anger and frustration. In fact, I'm looking for somebody to help me with that too, okay? Because I am ready to unload. I've been saying this for weeks on the show. I'm ready. Ready. I can get triggered on this quick-like. That's why when I told Amy, I, I think it's best if I just stay at a Costco now. Didn't get a fight. Okay. She knew what that meant. Hulk was going to smash. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out of control in this area. And I can't reel it back in. So, 
Um, I just have to avoid certain situations because I don't know the answer to your question. And I'm at a point still where I don't want there to be an answer to your question, actually. I, 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 I want the smoke. I want it bad, bad. That's not good. You know, I got people who rely on me for employment. I got uh, other, you know, people that have invested in our show and distribute the show and another entire company that's making a movie about my content. I mean, there's a lot of things riding on me, not going Michael Douglas falling down, but there are so many nights, man. I just fire up the Rory McIlroy golf and half of my brain is on the 18th green and the other half is like, Tomorrow, I'm going to just leave my car parked on the underpass. Get out. And then let's just see what happens. So I'm struggling with this bigly. Can I share some advice? Yeah. You become the Batman. <laughs> That's how you deal with this. <laughs> nice. Chandler writes, I'm a conservative as is my wife. I'm considering running for Arizona House in 2022. My oldest daughter recently turned 16, and I don't know if it's rebellion or brainwashing by the schools, media, or both, but she is totally entrenched in Team COVID and all things woke. I've tried speaking with her on these topics and dispelling some of the bad information she's receiving. However, typically the conversations quickly turn south. When confronted with truth that differs from her notions, as you say, she has, what's your term, invincible ignorance? It is. Yes, and refuses to accept that she is incorrect. I know you have daughters yourself, so does Todd, and was hoping you gentlemen could give me some insight as to how to approach her with the truth and at least get her to open her mind to alternatives. I've been telling her to do research, really dive into the subject, but I know she just listens to what she hears her friends and others say. I fear losing her down the rabbit hole of socialism and wokeness, and I don't want her to get so deeply engrossed in that culture that she would refuse to associate with us. She's only got two summers left in our home before she's unleashed on society. I hope to send her out with an open question, inquisitive and critical thinking mind. So Chandler, I have been through a somewhat similar situation. Uh, and and um, I went 38 special, bro. Hold on loosely. I went full 38 special. Okay? Meaning... The rules of my home must be respected. You will respect your mom. You will not lie to me. And you will do what is necessary to carry your weight so that others, like your own laundry, chores, things of that nature, so that others don't have to pick up the slack for you. You won't be a ward of the home. Short of that, I'm not sacrificing the relationship over this stuff. It sounds to me, I mean, you sound like you got, you're a pretty convicted man of action, getting ready to run for office, yet deep convictions. Sounds like she might be kind of a chip off the old block. And the more you lean and push on her, the more likely you are to, in this case, to push her away would be my 10,000 foot analysis. Have some very, my, so the way we handle this, some very defined, limited rules. These are no-go zones and they will be enforced. And if you do these things, then you didn't, I, I, I didn't wreck the relationship. You did. Okay. You, you, you did those things. But short of that, you're entitled to your own beliefs, your own opinions, things of that nature. And I'm, I'm, it's not worth wrecking the relationship over. Just respect the most important rules of the home in which you live. 
and you're my daughter. You're my son. Um, I wouldn't worry about. I I would I I'd be be the dad first, not a house candidate, not an ideologue. Be a dad first, and and sometimes you may have to just be a dad, and not those other things. But that's what we did. I I just went the full thirty eight special man. Hold on loosely. Got through the other side, you know, and may, and maybe it won't be a phase. She might grow up and have different ideals and beliefs and values than you. That happens, unfortunately. I was reading yesterday about one of John Piper's kids, right? Yeah. Has, has started doing videos, and it's the and it's the it's the kind of stuff that every smart ass in the back of a class thinks he's the first one to think of to debunk Christianity. All right, I mean, and so he's like become a YouTube sensation. Uh, you know, it can happen, you know, but I also didn't get converted until I was 30 years old. So she's 16. Doesn't have to have everything figured out and everything right right now. Give her some room to, to create her own identity and just love her as her dad. And then don't let her disobey the most important rules of the home. And then other than that, she's free to explore her own identity to some extent. You have any quick thoughts on this before I got to do one more live read here? They would not be quick. There's a lot to unpack here. A lot to unpack. And I don't want to. Un- if I try to rush, it, it won't be helpful. So I think you offered good advice, though. Okay. Hey, in the chaos of 2021, every law abiding citizen must know how to defend your family before, during and after a self-defense incident. That's where Patriot Academy's constitutional defense course comes in, which is hosted by Front Sight Firearms Training Institute just outside of Las Vegas in Nevada. Uh, Constitution coach Rick Green. I was just on his Wall Builders podcast yesterday. He's a huge fan of our show. Uh, He hosts this. Our good friend Daniel Horowitz has done this with his audience in the past as well. It is the premier firearms and self-defense training organization in the country. They train approximately 50,000 people each year at their 550-acre complex just outside of Vegas. Remarkable training that is second to none. You're going to be amazed how much at the same time you're going to learn about the Constitution and liberty while also significantly significantly improving your self-defense skills. So this is for uh, the entire family can do this. It's a family-friendly program. Uh, It's a wonderful thing to experience with the entire family. If you want to learn more, go to constitutioncoach.com, register for their May 30th or June 6th course today. And if you do, you're going to get 90% off, folks. Now you got to get the travel thing figured out, but 90% off of the course if you go on May 30th or June 6th, 90, 90. 90% off at constitutioncoach.com. Again, to learn more, go to constitutioncoach.com. We're going to stick around and do our best and worst of the week for the overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. If you are a Blaze TV subscriber, it'll be there for you later today. If you would like to become one, that's where you can go right now and get a discounted subscription at blazetv.com slash days. For the rest of you, have a great weekend. We'll see you again on Monday. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.